0: This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome back. It's our Mother's Day edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. All Morning Long, we're featuring Super Moms right here on the show. For more information, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook and like us there. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear On the phone with me now is our next super mom, Lisa Canning. She is a lifestyle expert and author and mother. It's our pleasure to welcome Lisa Canning to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Happy Mother's Day.
1: Thank you so much. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Now, Lisa, I understand that many of us might be familiar with you and not even know it. You've done work on HGTV. Is that right?
1: That's right. I have been a production designer on shows like Buying and Selling with the Property Brothers, Marriage of Construction, The Expandable. So basically what that means is I've had a very large hand in a lot of these television shows and what the finished product of the room looks like.
0: Okay, good, cool. Now, I understand that you are the mother of seven children. That's right, I said seven. Did I read that right?
1: You got it. Seven children, all mine. And yes, I know exactly how they happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did you grow up in a big family and say, you know, one day I'm going to grow up and have seven kids myself?
1: I did not. I, You know, it's me and my sister, and I really had no idea. I didn't really have many friends or anything that had large families, so the concept was very foreign to me. But I must say, my, my husband is the oldest of six, and when I would spend time with his family, I was always very... Um, attracted to the joy, to how, um, you know, robust, I
0: guess the word is, but there was always so
1: much going on.
0: Crazy. Um, there, was no,
1: <laughs> there was no shortage of activity, exactly. And the same is uh, very true in my experience of raising seven kids. There is, It's never
0: boring.
1: There is always something entertaining happening, and uh, they really have um, like a sweet little tribe of built-in playmates. It's really fun. All
0: right. And what's the age ranges? Because they're like almost stair steps.
1: They basically are. Almost to the date, it's very interesting. So basically 18 <laughs> months apart, every other year,
0: I have had I've had a baby, basically. All right. Look at that. Now, I read somewhere that you almost lost your family by mm-hmm. pursuing your career. Tell me about that and what happened.
1: Yeah, for the first five years of my motherhood career, I felt very conflicted. Um, I felt very um, – I really wanted to work. I wanted to pursue my career. I had just started my television career when um, I – was pregnant with my first child. And I was desperate to kind of make it to be honest. But at the same time, I wanted to be a present and loving mom, I really wanted to be the primary caregiver of my children. And so for the first five years of my motherhood career, I just felt so divided, constantly divided. And I felt like I was letting everyone down all the time. Um, and so the first five years were really quite difficult.
0: All right. So, so many women want to be super moms. Is it okay to accept help from friends and family to help you with the kids or even maybe hire a nanny?
1: Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that I learned in that breaking point. I had this time where I affectionately call it my minivan meltdown where I was looking around my van <laughs> and I was it was so messy that <laughs> I, I just felt like my priorities right now are as messy as this minivan where I just felt so um, constantly pulled and constantly stressed. And what really part of that was was an inability to let go of control and an inability to say maybe someone can help or maybe I can do something a different way. And so that's what I really encourage all moms to do is that to, to look at How can we make our lives a little bit easier? How can we build our lives around our priorities? How can we define success for ourselves rather than copy what someone else is doing? And that's kind of what I was doing. I was sort of copying what success looked like to other people, and it was burning me out completely. And so I really wish I could have gone back to my younger self and said, you know what? You don't have to do this all yourself. There is no nothing to prove to the world. You were worthy and awesome just for, as you are. Um, let's make motherhood a little bit more of a collective experience. So yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a non-negotiable, whether it is you're enlisting the help of your mom or you're enlisting the help of a girlfriend or you are hiring um, a childcare professional like a part-time or a full-time nanny. I do think it's essential that moms examine how they're able to take a little break once in a while, how they're able to distribute the load of the house. We talk about this mental load that a mom carries. Um, And it's not to say that dads don't carry this mental load, but oftentimes it is the mom who has all the lists in her head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All the lists. Who's going where? What day is this field trip? What day is the birthday party? Oh, do we have detergent? Oh, no, we're out of milk again. This is running in a mom's mom's mind. So to To just distribute that, like offload a little bit of that list is what I really try to help moms do.
0: In case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to our Super Moms edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers listening this morning. This morning, we're speaking to Lisa Canning. She is an HGTV designer, lifestyle expert, and author, and mother of seven. Yes, I did say seven children. Now, Lisa, you say that you only work four hours a day. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I understand that if I wanted to make sure my family knew that they mattered to me that I had to make time for them you know what I mean like it's this, mm-hmm. this it's like math right we only have so many hours in a day some of those hours need to be sleeping some of those hours need to be um, you know doing certain things and so I just knew that I could not work all the time <laughs> basically again math right
0: so if I
1: wanted to Spend time with my very young children. And so I've developed, um, I've really changed my business model so that I can have the flexibility to work about four hours a day, and then what I'm doing is I'm delegating a lot of the rest to other people. Um, I also looked at ways that I could change my business model so that I was not in an office, for example, for eight and a half hours or what have you. Um, and I, um, I, I encourage, like you know, not everyone can do this. Obviously, as myself, I'm an entrepreneur. There are certain creative ways you can use your time, but I would recommend that everyone, even if you're, you're in a traditional job where you feel like, oh, I could never do that what kind of boundaries could you put in your time so that when you go home, you are super present to your family, you know, putting boundaries around, for example, how we use our cell phones, how we check our emails, how we um, even just mentally being present. You know what I mean? It's. Mm-hmm. I find that today with our um, amazing, the amazing ability of technology and smartphones um, it's so fun to connect with others. It's so fun to forge new relationships, but at the same time, it can make us feel like we aren't really present anywhere we are because we can always check our phone. There's always one more message. There's always one more notification. There's always just one more thing to do. And so to have really strict boundaries for ourselves, like for example, my, my strict boundary is between the hours of four and 5 30 PM. My phone is plugged in on the wall. My kids are home. We are eating dinner. We are playing chess. We are, you know, cuddling on the couch. We're doing all those kinds of things um, because it's just so important that we Make sure that the people who matter most to us know that they matter most.
0: All right. Now, what are some of the top mom hacks that you can offer to women listening this morning to help make their household run smoothly?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. My favorite hack is grocery shopping online. Anything that you can do that you can automate, like look for things like grocery shopping online, grocery delivery. Even the way that I do my home maintenance, I have an app. Um, where you're able to contact a home care professional, you know, to fix a leaky, um, leaky faucet or mm. change a light fixture, for example, anything that you can think of to automate that will save you time. Because again, and for me, it's not about just saving time for time's sake, and you know, then you're moving on to something else. It's freeing you up to then again get on the floor and play with your kids. So anything in your life that you can automate, I find is kind of awesome. And then the other thing I would say is that we have to get a real clear on What can we delete? Because saying no to things is really, as Greg McKeown says it, is saying yes to something else. And Mm -hmm. so I find that a lot of the women I coach one-on-one have like almost guilty hang-ups about some of the um, social committees they might be involved in, the things that they volunteer with, book clubs, I find is a real big one. They feel like they have to stay in their book club because they've been in it forever. And if they don't stay in it, they won't retain the friendships, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes, We have to, like, have a hard no so that we can say yes to something else.
0: That's right. Let's talk about the all-important me time. You say that there's a secret to reclaiming me time for moms. You know, moms are listening this morning. They want to know the secret. What can you tell them, Lisa?
1: It really comes down to scheduling it and making it a priority like you would your child's parent-teacher interview, like you would your child's soccer game, like it's a non-negotiable. And I think we almost have to create a culture of supporting moms in this pursuit so that we eradicate any of the guilt. It is not, this should not be something that we feel guilty about. Investing in your own health, investing in rest really, for me, it comes down to scheduling it like you would, um, like I said, a dental appointment for your child or any other priority that you have in your life, like a client meeting, and then showing up for that. And for anyone listening that's like, oh, I could never do that. I don't have any child care. I like to challenge mom to be a little bit creative. So could you and a mom friend share in this responsibility? You take her kids for a portion of the day, and then she takes your kids for a portion of the day. So then you both get a little bit of time to yourself.
0: All right, good idea. Again, we're talking to Lisa Canning, HGTV designer, lifestyle expert, author, and mother of seven. For more information, reach out to us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Go there now and like us there now. Now, let's talk about this because, you know, you have seven kids, you have a career, but what about your husband? How do you guys (laughs) connect? And do you guys do date night? What is that like?
1: Yeah. You know, during that period, I was telling you about where for the first five years of my motherhood journey, I basically spent like every waking minute working and it really had a negative impact on my marriage. You know, you just can't sort of expect somebody to keep up with you without some kind of ramification. Right. And so um, I really had to look hard at what, how will my husband feel valued it, at the end of my life. If I want to be remembered as a wife who was a steadfast and loving companion, as somebody who um, helped him to grow, as somebody who, um, you know, did life full on together, um, there are certain actions and activities associated with that. I love in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he shares that every action you take is a vote for your future self. It's something like that. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. But that is so Essential. So if I want to have an amazing marriage, if, a, if anyone wants to have an incredible relationship, um, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years, there are actions that have to be taken today. And so for me, that's a regular date night. And it's kind of a it's like on autopilot at this point, we're basically every Wednesday night, we know we're going on our date night the childcare is already lined up. We even kind of just go to the same place almost every week because it's simple and <laughs> it's not complicated. Um, and it does I think that's the other thing I try to encourage moms to do. I know in the moms that I coach one on one and in my online courses I, I hear from them like, Oh, it's just so complicated to go out. And like, does it have to be complicated? Do you have to go to, like, the nicest restaurant? Do you have to research? Like, you know, do you have to wear the nicest outfit? Like, I'm not saying don't put effort, but it could also be as simple as going to the local coffee shop and just, like, looking in each other's eyes without distraction. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a complicated endeavor. What's most important is that on the regular, you're connecting because that's the first relationship, right? And if mom and dad aren't great, I feel like other people can feel it, right? And so this has a ripple effect. Investing in um, a marriage has a massive ripple effect on a family.
0: All right. So let me get you involved in the great debate, the never-ending debate. Should moms work or should they stay at home?
1: (laughs) It is a great debate, and it's it's kind of awful, to be honest. But what I really think the debate should be centered around is what is the unique plan for your life? I think Some moms are called to work. I think some moms are called to primarily stay home. I think all moms are called to discover, uncover, carve out, create and design their most ideal life for them. Um, Another important thing in this conversation of should a mom work or should a mom not work is that if a mom chooses to work, that decision to work should not be at the detriment of their family and their health. I believe this with so much, like, vigor. I could scream this from the rooftops. And that was my first five years where I was basically working around the clock just with this chip on my shoulder to prove something. And it cost me nearly my health and my family. And so to come up with, like I said, creative ways to ensure that you know what are you then delegating? Maybe you need to if you are going to work full time in an office, you're delegating cooking the dinner, uh, you're delegating um, cleaning of the home. Find a creative ways to delegate other things so that when you do get home, you're able to be present. You don't feel as burdened because you have this massive list of things that you need to do. So that's the key. I really do think it has to start with what is the cre- unique life that I am called to live. Not measure success by copying someone else's version of it and then if you are going to work how can you design your life so that you're not feeling constantly burdened and then your, your your kids can get a piece of you too the thing is honestly for me I think it's a bit of an epidemic we live in a time where you are so rewarded for outside achievements and outside accomplishments and so how about like we pursue that same excellence at home like if someone were to give you a or an award on how you were being a wife and a mom, what would you get? Like, would you get graded well? Mm-hmm. Would you get a good assessment back? Like, I think we have to pursue the same level of excellence that for moms who choose to work that we pursue in our careers, but we pursue that same excellence at home.
0: Now, you've been talking about this this morning. You are a mom coach. Um, what does that mean? And when you talk to women, what are some of their biggest concerns about motherhood?
1: Mm-hmm. I have, um, I have a, it all starts with the possibility, mom, how to be a great mom and pursue your dreams at the same time. The book really gives an entryway into a, a framework, really, a roadmap on um, how to not feel burdened and guilty all the time. And that is what I think moms, whether you're working or not working, that's what they struggle with. They struggle with this guilt and this burden of, I'm always divided or I am um, not using my career or my, my university degree because I chose to stay home or the house isn't clean enough or I don't make organic cupcakes like she does or there's always something. I find the guilt is just a paralyzing thing and the guilt has to stop and the guilt comes really from comparison and also not understanding like that might be great for that mom, but this is what's great for my family. And so I have... Um, an online course in time management where I really have a mom drill down what are your unique priorities? What is the most ideal life like look like for you? What does that look like? And then how do we translate that into a regular weekly calendar? And then I have one-on-one coaching and where I take this, you know, sort of take it a next step further um, and continue to help a mom um, with habits And um, goalposts, if you will, for her to pursue her dreams, but be a great mom at the same time.
0: All right. Now you touched on this. You have a book coming out in July, The Possibility Mom. Tell me about the book.
1: Yeah, you know, the book is the kind of book I wish I had read as a young mom in those first five years where I was constantly on a hamster wheel of guilt and exhaustion. Um, I really wish I had somebody tell me that there was another way, that becoming a mom is not the death of your dreams, That is, oh my gosh, like becoming a mom does not mean that all your dreams have to go to die. There is a way that you can do things that allow you, it might not be on the timeline that you thought, it might not be exactly as you pictured, but it's possible in a unique way to pursue your dreams and be a great mom. And so it really is many, many, many years (laughs) of um, failing at that trying different things, failing again, getting back up. Um, And I've I've put it all with anecdotal stories. I hope some of them people find funny. Um, There are many entertaining aspects of having seven children. So those kinds of stories are woven into the book as well. But really, by the end of the book, my my prayer is that a mom feels like she is empowered, that there are ways, that there are um, unique possibilities that she hasn't thought about, in order to design her most ideal life.
0: Now, let's talk very quickly. You are a designer. We talked about that earlier. So your kids must have the most fabulous playroom ever, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it's full of toys. And when I staged it for photos, it looked amazing. But if you walked into it right now, it's just there's toys everywhere.
0: (laughs) Okay. So what do you tell moms about creating the perfect playroom?
1: Oh, my word. Well... I like to – okay, two things. Number one, I really like to suggest that moms put all the toys in a central space that is not their main living room. So, for example – I walk into many homes where they have these neon-like storage systems all along the wall, and it's like right beside their main sofa area or their dining room. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage moms to think, okay, can we put these all in another area? Because then it makes your main living space not as chaotic, not as messy. You don't, you're not coming home from work or coming home from your day and then bombarded with neon immediately upon entry. So that's my <laughs> tip: is it's let's put this all in a playroom if you have the space away from your main living space and then the second thing is it really has to come down to storage so that you can encourage your children to put things away so i really like to make sure there's lots of cabinetry i like to make sure there's fun baskets i like to make sure that there's ample space for kids to um, do a variety of activities so like lots of floor space big table uh, for crafts and whatnot. Um, But really, to keep it organized, you really need to think about um, storage that is accessible for your children so you can encourage them to put away their own toys.
0: Okay. As the mother of seven children, um, it's Mother's Day today. What is the perfect Mother's Day like for you? Is it just taking a nap, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I just want My kids all around me. I want to drink a cup of coffee in one sitting. That would be a nice bonus while hot. Um, (laughs) And I love, I love me some fresh flowers. So to me, honestly, like I don't need anything fancy. Just my kids all around me and and really like, and good food. Any, any chance to eat cake, I will, I will take. So, (laughs) um, but that's it. I, we keep it pretty simple in the canning house.
0: All right, Lisa, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Lisa Canning, how can they find out more?
1: lisacanning.ca, and I've got this really fun section on my website where if you do pre-order the book and you enter your receipt number, I've got a bunch of bonuses that can really help you right now. Um, So I'd love to encourage your listeners to go there, lisacanning.ca.
0: All right. Thank you. And again, the title of the book that's coming out in July is
1: The Possibility Mom, How to Be a Great Mom and Pursue Your Dreams at the Same Time.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Lisa Canning, for taking time to talk to us. Happy Mother's Day to you, and have a blessed day.
1: Thank you so much.
0: We've been speaking to Lisa Canning, HGTV designer, lifestyle expert, author, and mother of seven. Oh, yes, she is a super mom. For more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and you'll find all kinds of information about our guest and about the show. Coming up next, we talk to moms from our Hubbard Radio Broadcasting staff. We talk to Chelsea from The Big Dave Show and Fritch from The Jeff and Jen Show. And I'll introduce you to another one of our co-workers, Super Moms. That's coming up next as Sunday Morning Magazine continues. Super Moms, happy Mother's Day.